0: Hey guys, welcome back to episode six in which we dive deeper into the impact empathy and compassion has on creating belonging environments. Now, in the first segment, we talked about the theory behind empathy and compassion and why it's very, very important for you to do that, to create belonging environments, to create high-performing teams so that you can be able to run through brick walls. In this segment, the level, we're going to talk about some exercises you have to do to be able to build that muscle. And I'm a witness of this. I told you in the first segment that I am very, 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 very low as it pertains to empathy and compassion, but I find myself getting better simply because I'm working at it, right? So big idea number one in the level is this. In order to be able to flex that empathy and compassion muscle, you must understand that everyone has many identities, multiple identities. I understand that, and I'm not talking about the voices in your head. No, here's what I mean by that. You have to understand that you're far more than what you just see. Right now, understand this. Most people, my friends, limit their identity to two things. They limit it to their ethnicity and their gender. They say, well, I'm a black male. Hey, well, I'm a white female. Oh, I'm a Hispanic, blah, 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 Asian, blah, 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 right? No, 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 no. If you're going to really begin to open yourself up to be able to flex that empathy and compassion muscle, you have to go much, much, much broader than that right there. Here's what I mean by that. Alex, what am I? Well, well, yep, I am a black male. I'm a husband, I am a business owner, I'm a girl dad that have two amazing daughters, a leadership coach, passionate about hip hop, love country music. I mean, so, so you can see i broaden myself out. I'm broadening my identity out, who I am, all the facets of Alex's. Think of it like a diamond, right? You have all of these facets around you that really truthfully make you who you are. Now, the more you're able to embrace those facets of yourself, and begin to throw that out to others, you can begin to connect better and be willing and able to have more empathy and compassion. True story for you, so hear me out. Normally, I am not the guy who stops and gives money on the side of the road. No, not my deal, Uh, right? I'm actually the guy, as horrible as it sounds, man, I'll try to look straight sometimes. I'm like, oh dude, just don't look over don't look over right? I know it's horrible, I know you're like, damn Willis, I get it. Or I'm the guy who, if there's two turning lanes, I get into the turning lane uh, on the outside so that I don't even have to be next, right, to the person asking for money. Oh, not good. Now, but here, several weeks ago, I was in Chicago. There was a guy on the side of the road holding a sign asking for money. He had two little girls with him. Ah, got me. Yeah, man. I saw that, and I immediately was able to connect with him because I opened myself up to a facet of myself that's very important to me, being a girl dad. So here's the deal. I went and made a U turn, parked the car on the side of the road, got out of the car, came and talked with him for about 20 minutes, right? He was an immigrant from another country, going through some struggles, some time, some challenging time. And I'm going to tell you, after hearing the story and seeing where he was and being able to connect with him because of the facet of my life that is similar to his, I went to the ATM machine, pulled out my daily limit, came back and gave him the money and, like, hey, man, listen, I wish you well. Keep being an amazing dad. Take care of those girls. Now, I don't know. Some people in my class, when they heard that story, they're like, Willis, he got you. But the more important part of this lesson is to understand. I went against the grain of something I usually do to offer empathy and compassion to this gentleman simply because I was able to open myself up and see the many facets of Alex Willis and use that to connect with that guy. Right? Most times we cut off the vowel of empathy and compassion because we can't connect the people. We say, well, hey, listen, I'm not on the side of the road, I'm working every day. Hey, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Hey, I'm not that ethnicity. I'm not that gender. I'm not like those people. When well, truth be told, my friends, we as human beings are very, very similar to each other when we really break it down to our base needs, right? So so the big picture is understand, many, many, many identities. You gotta understand that to level things out and to be able to flex that muscle of empathy and compassion, that's key. Now. The next two things I need you to really focus in on. Oh, this is some tough shit right here. I'm gonna be honest tough, 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 tough shit, but you gotta think about it, right? In our previous episode, in episode five, we talked about power, position, and privilege. Oh, if you haven't seen that, go back and check that episode out because it'll show you how those things fare out for all of us in the society in which we live. Now, but there are two identities you need to be able to think about that you have to be able to connect to that relate to power, position, and privilege, but then also it opens you up to empathy and compassion. Those two identities, I like to call them the agent and the target. The agent and the target, my friends. Now understand this, all of us, Alex included, we play both roles at times. We play the role of the agent, as well as at times we play the role of the target. Now, I'm gonna explain what both are, because you have to think about them. And I want to really begin to make a correlation between these two roles that we must realize that we play at given times in our lives and empathy and compassion. So so I'm going to read the definition off my screen really quickly. What is an agent? An agent is this, my friends. Agents are members of dominant social groups privileged by birth or acquisition who knowingly or unknowingly exploit and reap Unfair advantage over members of the target groups. I'm going to read it again. I know it sounds harsh, doesn't it? Who? Now, what is it? Members of dominant social groups, privileged by birth or acquisition, who knowingly or unknowingly exploit and reap unfair advantage over members of the target group. Now, pause for a second. Let's slow down. I know some of you thinking, Willis, there's no way possible I'm an agent. Bullshit. All of us are agents. Now, when we talk about this most times, we only think of billionaires, politicians, and people in high-ranking, high-powerful positions as being agents. When truth be told, within our own spheres of influence, all of us can be agents at times, right? Think about this, my friends. If you're listening to our show right now, and you are a parent of younger kids, please, please, please understand, you are an agent. That is the ultimate agent role. Why? Because you can say, shut up, damn it, because I said so. And you don't have to say anything else. You don't even have to justify yourself to your kids. It could be the dumbest thing in the world that you're asking them to do. They cannot get a response back. Why? Because you are in the ultimate agent power role, because I said so. And you better not say anything else, right? Agent move, agent move. Now, I need people to really begin to think about when and how they've been agents. Please understand, if you are a manager or a supervisor, agent role, because you dictate people's future, what kind of work they do, how they do work, you can put mandates on people, and it's all because of what you think, how you feel. Sometimes we use it for good, sometimes we use it for bad, right? As I go through classes, oftentimes, I try to share it with people that it doesn't matter disability, mental or physical ability, what your ethnicity is, what your gender is, what your sexuality is, your money, power, fame, or lack thereof, or your connections or lack thereof, you can always be an agent. In construction, agents all the time. Understand, if you work for a large, powerful company, agent, why? Because you can then call smaller subcontractors and say, oh yeah, well, we need this by tomorrow. And guess what, they'll bend over backwards because of the leverage you bring because of your company's name. Agent role, right? Now, why is this important? Why is this important? Well, this is important because, number one, if you realize you're an agent, and let me back up for a second. Please, please, please understand. There's nothing wrong with being an agent. It is what it is, my friends. Sometimes because of your last name, Sometimes because of your position, sometimes because of who you are, where you were born, how you were born, all that stuff makes you an agent. Now, I'm going to use a quote from a famous movie, Spider-Man, right? Now, but with great power, you know it comes great responsibility. So when you realize that you are an agent, it's important to understand that the people you may have privilege over, use it wisely, use it wisely. So, So when I realize that I'm in an agent position, I can begin to turn on empathy and compassion for those I may have power and influence over. That's one factor. Now, there's another factor, though. This empathy and compassion can also project up. Now, when I understand that at times I can be an agent also, I can also have empathy and compassion for those who are in high-ranking, high-powerful positions, and when I see them misuse their power. Why? Understand this. Maybe we don't do it as bad as they do. But if we're being honest, at times we use our power, our position, our rank to get what we want, and we can be very selfish at the same time also, right? So as a result of that, we need to understand that if we understand and can identify the agent role, it helps us when we see people who are really abusing their power, as well as it helps us not abuse our power when we're leading those who are subordinates, right? So, So that's key number one, agent, agent, agent. So I need you to pause for a second and think about it, my friends. When have you been an agent? When have you used your power to do something? I had one lady in our class, she said, oh, Alex, oh, I used that last week, man. She said, I got pulled over by a male police officer. She said, when he got to the car, I just threw my hair back, blinked my eyes at him, and dude, I was out of that ticket. I'm like, agent role, man. Had I did that shit, I would've been locked up, man, right? He locked me up, right? I said, dude, what are you doing coming on to me? Right, right. So, so understand, ethnicity, Gender, ah, it switches, and all of us can be agents at given times. Now, at the same time, we can be agents. On the other side of that coin, we have the target. Oh, targets, targets. At the same time, we can all be agents, and at times, we can all be targets. What is a target? Well, I'm going to read the definition. Members of social identity groups who are discriminated against, marginalized, disenfranchised, oppressed, exploited by an oppressor or an oppressor's system. Yuch. Yep. Now, most people, when I say, have you ever been a target? Have you ever been discriminated against, marginalized, disenfranchised, oppressed? They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, dude, I, re- I remember. Most people can relate quite frequently and easy with the target. Oh, I remember. In 1942, man, they did this to me and, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? But I like to say, it makes us feel a little better sometimes to say we're targets versus saying at times we're agents also. But, but, please, please, please understand. We've all been targeted, right? If you are in a meeting and you are the lower ranking title person in that room, target. You just try to skate under the radar, just trying to get by. At times, because of your ethnicity, because of your gender, because of your sexuality, yeah, you could be a target. Discrimination, sexual harassment, all those type things, target. Please, please, please understand. The group in my classes in construction that we have a Tough time identifying as targets are usually, you know, no, no bullshit with Alex Woodson, I'm going to be honest with you. Usually in my class it's middle-aged white males. They're like, Alex, oh man, I can't think of a time when I was a target, man. I can't, I can't think of it. And so I have to help them out. I have to help them out, my friend. So, so understand if you are a middle-aged white male in today's time and culture with diversity, equity, and inclusion, damn it, you're a target. Why? Because just being middle-aged and white, people assume certain things about you. Racist. Oh, you're You're racist. You're like, dude, no, you don't even know this person. How can you say that? As a result of that, my friends, a lot of people, my middle-aged white males, they don't even want to come to class because they're scared when they hear diversity, equity, and inclusion that someone's going to beat them up. Because our society has done what I like to call reverse racism. We've just kind of turned it over on someone else versus saying, how do we get rid of this shit for everyone? And understand that we're all on the same page. We're all diverse. Diversity does not mean minorities and women only, my friends. It means difference. It means different thoughts, different opinions, different ideas, different upbringings, different religious beliefs, different sexualities, all kinds of things, right? Hair, no hair, all that stuff. And when we can begin to broaden that definition and understand that at times all of us can be targets, ah, we can begin to work together as a team. Please, please, please understand that this thing of targeting agents it's a slippery slope. Because if I change one thing in your life, all of a sudden you can go from age to target very quick, right? If I change where you live or where you grew up or the environment that you're in, right? You go from being the majority to being a minority, right? Very quickly with one small change. And when we can understand that, we can do a better job of connecting better together, working with each other. So it helps us to understand this, my friends no matter who you are, what you look like. If you go back to that hierarchy of how we see people that we talked about in episode five, being at the very, very top, people who are at the top of our society have money, power, and fame. The next level down is network, if you have a strong network. The next level is your genders, specifically male dominant, right? The next level down is your ethnicity, and at the very, very bottom, visible disability. But please understand, Everyone on that hierarchy, at times they can be an agent and at times they can be a target. Most times we only look at people on that list as targets. But please understand, I was at a company this week. I got a chance to share with a massive company, major, major company. We're talking maybe 10,000 employees. And I said, hey, listen, off of that group, if I had a Hispanic disabled female and she screamed discrimination, you damn sure better believe that company's going to shut shit down for her. They are not moving forward because they are scared to death. So she could use that as leverage if she wanted to and be an agent, right? Whereas a middle-aged white male in that environment, if you say discrimination, they're gonna say, now, come on, Fred, what's really happening, right? They wouldn't take it as serious as they would someone who has those intersectional things of disability, minority from a visible sense, right? As well as minority in construction because of gender. So understand. Agent target, very fluent, flipped quite a bit. But we're gonna dive in deeper to show why this is important that you are able to identify with this and how you can use this right here to flex that muscle and to gain more empathy, more compassion for each other. But we're gonna have to stick around to the foundation because we're gonna have to lay a foundation to show how these two things play a pivotal role in you really being able to build stronger connections to be empathetic and compassionate. So I look forward to seeing you in the next segment, The Foundation. See you soon, my friends. I wanna thank you again for tuning in to No Bullshit with Alex Willis, the number one go-to source for leadership development in the construction industry. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube as well as your favorite podcast and platform and make sure to hit play on that next segment.